the platform. You know what I'm saying? Like y'all human beings and we don't, we're not just one dimensional number one. And we have value in other different areas outside of what people know us for. You know what I'm saying? Once you become, I don't like the word gatekeepers. Once you become courtier keepers, you know what I mean? People that start to either push the courtier forward or uphold the courtier in a particular way, then I don't think it should be limited to one dimension of thought. You know what I mean? Like financial literacy really is speaking on something broader, which is, you know, what causes those those financial literate or illiterate situations, the roots of why our culture is messed up and where we at today. So, you know, I think, uh, yeah, you know, the money, you follow the money and you find all the problems in the world. But what was the topic of conversation, though? So now I'm curious. Different things, but he was talking about like yo, um, opposition really, like yo, mm-hmm. who's your enemies? Who do you have problems with? <laughs> he said, I can't, I can't wait for you to have a scandal. Um, oh man, variety of different, variety of different, you know, a very confrontational. It's very confrontational. Man. I, I will say this about that. Um, it's 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 one of those things where you can't really have longevity in the public eye until you go through something in the public eye. And then, you know what I mean? The, the people understand that I still feel the same way about you. You know what I'm saying? Like that adversity does build character. You know, there was a saying that I held on to since I was younger. I'm not sure if it came from Elijah Muhammad, but it was always accredited to him when I was told about it. And they say, if you don't have an enemy, buy you one, right? Cause enemies keep you sharp, right? And you can't be a hero without an enemy. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a hero without a villain. So you have to you 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 have to be opposing something, right? And I don't know if it's always somebody in the culture, but we do have a lot of villains in the culture. So, you know, pick having an enemy just makes you more of a hero. And then scandals and things of that nature, that just makes you human. You know what I'm saying? That don't take away from any of the movement whatsoever because the movement is validated by its necessity not by the perfection of the messengers you feel me so having scandals or flaws or mischaracterizations or whatever that is you know that's the people decision to say well i'm human they human too and i appreciate what they decide to do with their human life outside of what other things that may pop up i don't care about none of that like you know every every soldier and every general in history didn't have something you know just about that a person could so-calledly if they was fake Perfect. I want to counsel them for. That's a fact. That's a fact. That's a fact. So, uh, state of the culture. State man. of the culture, man. Five, five. Yeah, I think it's about. I think it's about a good five in the book. We will have to turn this into a whole book. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, born day, May 4th. Everybody want to pull up, celebrate history with me in the making. Um, that's going to be beautiful. Um, you know, I, I can't wait to see everybody in the building. You all, you going to be on tour. I can't wait till we have our high-level conversation on tour. It's going to be different doing this in person. Um, I always tell people my tour is uncensored. You know what I'm saying? It's unfiltered. It's unlimited. You never know what's going to happen. It's different, especially uh, at Apollo Theater. We got some nice surprises 
there's gonna be a lot of people that say i wish i was in the building then there's gonna be some people that will say i'm happy i showed up so i rock with those people um but state of the culture today man I, it, right on the topic of media right and the gatekeeper culture right you know what do you think about do you believe that let me ask you do you believe that you're becoming a gatekeeper <laughs> We're gonna start you off right. Why not? Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Are we a gate are we becoming a gatekeeper? Mm-hmm. Uh yes, I believe so. I believe mm. that. Um, yeah. I mean I don't know how else to put it. Uh at a certain level. Yeah. Um and there's a lot, there's a lot. But, um, you think that's good or bad? Historically, people think gatekeeper and they think negative. I think that um, it depends on how you look at it, right? Like a gatekeeper is somebody that has a key. Our situation is a little different because we built the gate. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, 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 we wasn't handed the keys to the kingdom. We weren't handed like you know what I'm saying like this is a gate this is your this is your your you know your hour to watch it. Um, we built something and, and we kind of built we built the castle. So yeah, in some regards, I guess we do have the keys to, to the kingdom in, in some aspects. And um, you you have keys to the kingdom. Everybody has different people have different keys to different kingdoms. Um, but I think gatekeeper is a word that people kind of. You know, misused the wrong way because it's like I think they they use gatekeeper as somebody stopping them from getting in. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand that because I, I never asked for anybody to let me in anywhere. Right. So like you know what I'm saying, so it's like if you if you're asking for somebody to, to to let you in, then that's your own personal problem for actually even having that type of mentality where you're relying on somebody else to provide you. So, for me, I don't look at it like, you know, we're gatekeepers as far as we have the freedom to let people in or let people out. We have our own gate mm. in our gate. And we can let, and we cannot allow access to whoever we want in our gate with no explanation. We don't have to explain. If we have, right. an, event, if we have an event and we invite somebody, we don't have to invite somebody. If we have an event and we do invite somebody, the right, it's like you have you have an event, everybody. So I feel like the idea of that is still like a slave mentality with people. Look, one person has my destiny in hands, and they're stopping me from doing something. Mm-hmm. I, I that's, yeah, that's, that's the slave mentality. That's the wrong way to look at it. Nobody I, has your destiny in your hands other than yourself. Only person that's stopping you from doing something is you. That's it. Yeah, I think people start to, to to when you see the thing about success, and this is what I'm learning, especially the platform is getting it's getting big. You understand me to a point where when you say things, you have to recognize your own growth so that you understand what it means now when you say things versus what it meant maybe a year ago or two years ago. Right. Because now I can say something and it holds a different weight because I'm in a different position. Right. When I first started to show, like, let's say high level conversations. 
you know, everybody wasn't knocking and beating down my door to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody was hitting me up. But when you go and make what you build successful, then other people feel they have a right to be on there. Like, it's a privilege. And then they believe that you're denying them that privilege when a person may have not been thinking about you whatsoever. And at the same time, as young black men in this game, when you talk about building your own gate, that means you have to fund it as well. You have to take your time, your energy, resources, and money, and you have to build something. This is what you decide that this is what I'm going to use my life for. And then once you build something, people believe I have the privilege. And if they don't put me in what they built, you know what I'm saying? Now they're against me or they hating or they got an issue with me or a problem or they trying to keep me out because I'm the Messiah of the world and they don't want nobody to know. Like whatever it is that people conjure up in their head, these be the, the battles that they go with themselves to say, how come I'm not being chosen? And the problem I have with that ultimately is because when somebody builds something, Y'all some messy ass people in the comments because I don't know what's going on when nobody shows or nothing. So I'm just going, I'm going to keep it a buck with y'all, man. If if, if y'all coming on some weird ass energy, cut that shit out and leave. Like I hate sucker shit. So please do yourself a favor and leave. Here's the thing. I see, I see somebody like, y'all talking about Tony the Ghost. The crazy thing is I actually spoke to him on the phone for like hours. I don't, I actually don't know what they talking about whatsoever. Like, yo, why was the MGO mortgage guy on the cover with you? 
because it's earning your leisure, first of all, and me and Troy started our leisure. So, but why would you even make a comment like that? Like, right. You know how about how about when we brought into the mortgage guy to the breakfast club? We didn't have to do that, right? How about when he became a partner with us? We, we, like instead of highlighting all of the stuff that you, that you don't see or that you're not aware of or that you are aware of, you look for one thing and try to twist it and try to and try to set some level of of uh, infighting, right. right? Between an issue that's not even there and that happens all the time, and y'all, and y'all keep doing it. Like, no, stop doing that. Cause we ain't go fall for the sucker shit. I think that that's what they gotta understand. We not falling for it. I think historically it's worked so well when you sow seeds of dissent amongst the righteous is what it's called. So that's what the devil do. And the power of suggestion is so powerful, right? Like they can they can drop something in the ear and it may not hit now, but when that person is at their weakness, they believe that. Oh man, shoddy and them don't fuck with you. And brother, like, get out of my face. And then when that person at a low point. They start believing it because that bug been planted in their ear. So they know how to sow seeds amongst the righteous so that they can start creating chaos. And those are the agents against change. You feel me? And so like for us, it's it's about being very aware of the tactics of the devil because that's what they go try. When a person is unhappy with their house, they want to create unhappiness in your house so y'all can be on equal terms. How dare you be living better than me? You know what I'm saying? How dare you? You feel you got rest, calm, and peace in your household, and I ain't got nothing but chaos, negativity, and stress in mine. And so it's like for us, it's going to always be this battle because we live in a world that's not conducive towards positive energy. You know what I'm saying? Like this is a movement about a, a growth campaign for the world, right, to become, you know, uh, um, literate in a progressive culture. So that we can finally build out the ideas and the things that our ancestors have fought for historically. So, you know, like with us working together, I always take time and stop and I reflect and appreciate all of my relationships. Right. And that stops any idea of hate or jealousy that could even pop up. And the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan once said something so profound. When you find yourself jealous of somebody, help them. You know what I'm saying? It reverses that energy. You can't hate and help at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like our our growth won't be based on the same blueprints previously that, you know, our father's generation or uncle's generation and grandpa's generation, that was their tactics. Them niggas needed to beef with each other in order to build because what they were trying to do was siphon attention and create these little small cohorts of people who can be miserable in their own sections. Instead, we're saying, no, you know how... I see videos about me sometimes, but it's like, why would I respond? Because then I'm working with your tactics. I'm working with you if I respond. You know what I'm saying? Because your whole thing is at some point in time, as a child, you didn't know how to garner attention, right? That's that child in you that didn't know how to gain attention from their parents. And that child in you responds sometime in a way that they act, right? And so people are being children in their attention seeking strategies instead of being grown men and women and building something for themselves like i like you can't say oh well keys i was there i gave you money or keys i was there i built this for you no you ain't do shit i had to do it on my own you know what i'm saying so you can mention my name but that just means you want attention and instead of calling me on the phone like a man would do that's what you're going to do as a little boy 
right? And so we got a culture that we ain't got a man up culture. We ain't got a woman up culture. No, we have a little, like this, this, it's not even strategic. It's just tactical hell that people live in, just trying things that will never work. And it's never going to exalt you into position, but we operate from a place of trauma that our media and we're so immature that we react from an immature place, not from a mature place. We're not speaking from, oh, we're wise now, we get it. We've had the experiences, we're not gonna do that. No, you see that brother's success. And instead of enjoying your own success, you hating on this person's success, right? And it's like, bro, we all have the opportunity to build events, to build stages, to build businesses, to build media, to work together, to even, and this is the, this is where some of y'all throw away your opportunities of collaboration by creating premature negativity, where it's like, bro, you know, if you would have just controlled yourself and shut your mouth and called that brother and then y'all could have figured out when was the right time to build, right? It probably would have happened. But in your moments of frustration, you go public with it right and now it becomes more of an issue because now it's a lack of respect on one side because you don't know how to control yourself frustration is okay it's okay to want to be on the platforms it's okay to want to build with your brother i love that but taking that and making your brother your enemy is sucker shit. you know what i'm saying like no i built relationships like it's people that i ain't worked with and i ain't asked nothing for till two years three years later and I want to say this last thing too, because you know, it'd be people that want to get on my show. And it's like, you want me to invest in you by having you on my show because I have to spend the money. I got to fly out the team. We got to set up production. We have to use advertisement time on my channel, right? And on the EYL network. And that's a whole episode. What if that episode doesn't do well? Are you going to compensate me back my money for that? No. And so I'm investing into you when I have you on the show. And at the same time, when was the last time you thought about taking some of your investment budget and investing into the media? Saying, you know what? I got a business. Let me let me shoot 19 keys, 100,000 or something. Let me invest in this, see this thing grow. Because if his business grows and he put my advertisement on his business, then my business grow. But people think about what you can do for them, not what they can do for you. So then it becomes this one-sided thing to where they want to be your master. And if you don't do what they say, then they can have a problem with you. That's not how men and women react. How a real boss go look at it, figure out a way to make it a, a mutually beneficial situation. But we're so immature, we don't understand the mature tactics of real growth, business, and collaboration. State of the culture, um, man. Right. The highest level. Highest level ever, man. Let's talk about it, man. Let's 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 what's what, what, what's what's on the agenda? Mm, man, that's a good question. The the just the question on like a show. What's on the agenda? Cause there's so many agendas. <laughs> I I so all right. So first of all, I want to do this because I do want to talk about because when we talk about state of culture, we talk about black media specifically. I think black media is in a um it's in trouble right it started off very bright with this opportunity to really control our narratives right with being able to create independent sources of media and change you know the conversation and now it feels because of what happened with 
George Floyd or Kanye West and you know a few other different things. first it started with George Floyd where white companies was giving black media ad dollars as a campaign for diversity and then you get something like Kanye West uh, comments he made them punish black media by taking away their ad dollars in response to them messing with Kanye West saying that y'all can't really have free media and we definitely not go pay for y'all to say whatever y'all want so now black media has been forced into oh we have to create these toxic shows to meet these quotas you know what i'm saying in order for them to grow which may go specifically against their mission and their guidance of what their brand is right and so i believe that part of it like there's some people in here and this thousand people on this chat these are some millionaires in here business people and they don't understand the relationship between black business and black media right specifically where if you see a show that you like you can reach out to that show and say listen i want to you know uh, uh either invest in that show or run ads on that show instead of just running it on facebook and what that does is it allows black business and black media to grow to where not only we can create more shows right we can increase the production value but at the same time we increase in our audience so when you put your product your service or your business right on a black show that specifically has your customer base right now you're making more money and it's this interchangeable relationship but when we have to completely rely on white corporations a hundred percent because i get, don't get me wrong i got white sponsors you know what i'm saying shout out to y'all you know what i'm saying i'm just gonna say that shout out to y'all keep the money flowing but i'm saying when you got a hundred percent respond or, or or rely it's letting us know that we don't understand the culture of business we don't understand the culture of attention and media so what do you think can improve upon the relationship when it comes to black businesses and black media so that therefore we can have more integrity in our networks to where we can control the messages based on what our actual you know business vision is yeah i think it's um it's probably different things that happen and has to change but i think that we have to value the first of all because if we don't value it then we, we don't even we don't even look as a, as a viable option to run ads or to you know promote different things of that nature right um and understand that it's a working relationship like the mouthpiece of the people is the media right so this is how messages get expressed whether you're watching you know nightly news whether you're listening to the radio whether you watch your podcast youtube whatever like this is this is the voice piece of the people because the vast majority of people don't have a tremendous amount of people that they can reach at one time right so when you watch platforms like let's say what up cnbc right now cnbc is a business platform right and they have millions of people that watch them and read and, and follow them on instagram and things of that nature so now they're speaking for the investment and business community are you speaking for the best investment business community you're speaking for you know a variety of different community from conscious to business to different things of nature so now it's like all right if you're in that community as a business person um why would you not want to involve in the media side of it? it's like politics as well like you want to be involved with your local politics you want to donate political campaigns because you understand that it's good to have good relationships with politicians same thing with the media space so i feel like you know we only look at media as entertainment this is the biggest this is the biggest difference between us and other communities we look at we look at media as entertainment where other communities they look at media as an opportunity so it's like fox news right for instance 
That's obviously heavy propaganda that's propagated by the Republican Party. MSNBC is heavy propaganda that's done by the, the Democratic Party. Both of these parties are controlled by white men. The, Democrat, the Democratic Party is controlled by white men. The Republican Party is controlled by white men. The common denominator in the situation is that they both see that politics, that uh, media is a way to control the masses and get their message out. So they invest heavily in media. So when you look at the New York Post, that's a Republican uh, leaning situation. When you look at the New York Times, that's a Democratic leaning situation. When you look at the Washington Post, mm-hmm. every almost every form of white media leans one way. That's not done by accident. That's done because billions of dollars are being pumped into these entities so they can force the direction of which they're leaning. Now, it is beneficial that we don't have that same level of responsibility because we can go straight. We don't, we don't have to lean towards the left or lean towards the right or hand it to anybody because we're not financed by anybody. That gives us a tremendous amount of leverage, and that's good. But there are opportunities because there are things that are beneficial for everybody to move forward. Like, let's say, like, reparation, right? I don't think anybody thinks that that's a bad idea. Anybody that's in our community, anybody that's black, it's not a bad idea. So it's like, okay, instead of us working apart, why don't we all work together? We have a voice as far as media. The politicians have power politically. The activists have the information. And the people have, you know, the ability to actually mobilize a vote. Now, if we're all on one accord, right, if we all pick, like, let's say one issue and we're all on one accord, now we can actually get this situation moving in the right direction. The problem is that we're too scattered and we, and we argue about different things. And we come and, and once again, we, we worried about who's left off of InvestFest and why wasn't MTO you know, Mortgage Guide on the cover of Black Enterprise and why aren't uh, we on tour with 19 Keys? That's what we're thinking about. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're thinking about. Like, yo, it's, it's, it's actually pretty sad because the world is changing right in front of us. And we worry about going back and forth with somebody on social media. Right. They, I just watched uh, 60 Minutes and they got whole systems where they actually clean energy. Like, this world is moving in a whole different We got AI, you got clean energy, you got space exploration and our number one concern is social media influencers debating each other on instagram mm. no nah, you said a lot right there you said a lot right there damn you know i'm, I'm always one that i like to sober us up because that's our drunk talk you know what i'm saying that's our drunk uncle talk when we do that it's, it's, it's distracting us from our actual responsibilities, right? Like, uh, when I was on Sway in the morning show and he called me iconic, after that, he said something. Um, he said, you are a huge proponent towards AI. And I had to stop him and clarify. I said, no, um, I'm not a proponent for it. I'm a teacher of it because we are always behind the eight ball, right? In 1995, during the Million Man March, right social media or the the internet was having this boom right Nextgate was ipoing and you could have put money in that and our parents could have bought dot coms and became billionaires right we did not have a tech boom in our culture right whatsoever our culture skipped the whole tech boom because we were focused on social issues 
that are very important, but because we're so stuck in survival, we didn't get to get to the investments. We didn't get to get to control the future and we didn't get to focus on creative thinking, right? We were just focused on survival mode. And it's like, we complaining as if we're still in survival mode. And I have to stop you all sometime. And when I see in the cultures that, cause we love complaining about how down bad we are when you're not really, we're no longer in survival mode. You no longer have to go fend for yourself in that capacity. The problem is just the lack of willfulness today, the lack of emotional resilience. When we look at AI, you can literally sit down and spend the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 hours and, and here's the, the problem is people don't like hard work nowhere, no, no more because people think that because ancestors before you work that you tired, that ain't got nothing to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Like you still have to put in the hard work and develop you a good skill so that you can make a great life. So when you talk about like AI and exploration and you got all of these new technological things and scientific approaches that's happening, yet we focus on social issues, we're stuck in survival fight mode. So that's why I'm like, nah, everybody else can talk about that. So y'all won't, sometimes people be, Keys, why you don't talk about this, that, and the third? Because it's already happening on somebody else's platform. It will not happen at all if I don't take the reins and not only speak about it once it's already a trend, I'm always working to set the trends, to change the narrative. Like, yo, you know, you don't, you don't have to see me creating AI content every day because I've been doing it for the last five years. Now, I get to sit back and watch the culture guide itself, but we still are far back on what we need to have as the next phases. Like, I don't want to reach out to all the popular influencers and have them on high level. I want to find the scientists, the engineers, the philosophers, right? I want to find the smartest people in the world and have high level conversations, not the most popular people. So when we start with this popular base, you know, topic of conversation, and we get to what's the most value-based conversations, it changes the dynamics in our household, of our neighborhoods, of our whole culture, right? And I believe that's the larger conversation. Like, let's talk about things of real value and substance. Because you can't tell me that the same argument that Huey P. Newton was making, you know what I'm saying? I should be making the same exact argument. It don't make no sense. I should not be fighting the same fight as my ancestor. I got new tools, new resources, new ways to make money and new ways to fight. And I got new wars and new battles to fight. You dig? So I do want to dive in a little bit about AI, if we can go there, because I believe that, you know, you always look at, and here's the thing, and then here's the one more other thing. When I made that post about household medium income, we're so divided right now in the diaspora. It's like these, um, these diaspora wars of like blacks and Africans and these divisions. And I seen some of my good African people. Um, and it was like, how come the list does not separate ethnically, you know, different ethnic groups, right? Um, of Africans. And it said, put everybody in this label of black. And I know black is not a race, it's not a nationality, right? It's a construct that people have accumulated to call themselves, but it's not real. But I seen the Nigerians was like, we doing better, our household is higher, things of that nature, even though it's only like 400,000 Nigerians in here. But what I start to see is like this new classism that starts to pop up in between the different, you know, um, ethnic groups. 
And it's going to be dangerous in the future because that's not something Latinos or Hispanics people think about. You know what I'm saying? That's not something that they fighting for, right? Even Asians, if they would have seen that list and they said Asians are at the top, they wouldn't be like, what about Chinese? What about Japanese? What about East Indian? They wouldn't have cared, right? But we're fighting to be the least poor. You know what I'm saying? We're fighting to create classism amongst ourselves because we don't have nothing. And instead of attacking this thing, saying that, okay, number one, nobody caught you to me, right? Uh, this is 19 Keys opinion, matters the most, right? As far as improvement and progress in America than black people. So why? Because number one, since the inception of this country, we built it. Since the inception of this country, we've been here, right? And when we rise up, America surely will be a great country. You know what I'm saying? And so from a political standpoint, it makes the most sense that you rise black people up because then that changes the whole landscape of the country. So keeping us down is why America is losing now. America is suffering because of the, the in-house fighting and the civil wars and the racism and the battles and the oppression of creating all these systems to go against each other. You can't fight against nations who are united against one ethnic structure. So you don't want to say, I'm not part of this group. No, if anything, you want to help that group take your numbers to help us average out to increase and grow. Because any benefit any ethnic group has ever gotten in America is specifically because of us, because of our fights towards social change. And I end on this. This has never been another people in the history of the planet Earth, in the history of the entire planet Earth, who has fought more for social change and a sense of freedom, justice, equality than us in America. It's not even a close challenge. Call you a nigga anyway. All right. So I don't care if you're from Dominican Republic. I don't care if you're from Botswana. I don't care if you're from <laughs> Australia. Like all of that, that don't that don't even mean that. Once again, you fighting up, you fighting a losing fight. Oh, well, I'm not 13th on the chart. I should be, I should be number seven because technically I'm from like. <laughs> <laughs> they they prepared to do nothing to the people that really screwed you over. Like you know what I'm saying, like this is this is the this is the kind of like even when somebody come at me, like if somebody if if, if you fell for somebody on the internet that took your money, you ain't you, you ain't you ain't man enough to go to the person that took your money and do something. So don't like you know what I'm saying, like that's a fact. That, 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 I try like, bro. This is just the reality of it, bro. I hate people that do fourth and fifth people related. Oh well, did like. Somebody screwed you over. In America, there's, a, there's people that have screwed us over for hundreds of years. You don't want to fight them. You don't want to have an issue with them. You want to debate with 19 Keys on his Instagram page about, well, technically, we're not African-American. We're uh, black people. So, like, who, bro, you're broke. You're broke. I don't care what you call yourself. You, you got brown skin. We're not black, we're brown skin. Yeah, well, I'm brown. Yeah, you're fighting over semantics, bro. Like you're fighting over semantics, but she's just going I, 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 I will say this, Sha. Look at well, on that list, you seen white on that list, right? Now nobody's actually black or white, right? Like I said, white people are more transparent. You see their blood from their skin. It's like beige pink. Black people, we're actually brown people, right? So that part don't matter. 
Um, what, what I was going to say about the white, this is how white people were able to gain so much influence power because you don't see the list separated by Italians, Irish, right? Romans, Greeks. You don't see that. No, it just says white because this is how they maintain a majority. So where when they see that word white, they say we doing good, right? Because they have a collective majority and this happened intentfully and purposefully because they was looking at the numbers right after Africans got out of so-called slavery and they say, wait a minute, if they have a, you know, um, um, increased population and they grow in size and they consider themselves to be one, yet we're separated, they're going to see themselves advancing past the Italians, advancing past the Russians, advancing past the white Jews or something of that nature. So instead, let's just call everybody one and let's lump it up. And now we have the majority. When we walk outside, nobody ever says, oh, that's a white Italian. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever separates it. So you have to understand the power in numbers. So when you start operating from that mindset of, of no, I actually want this individual thing, you're operating from a white supremacist mindset that they built into you to keep you divided. The best thing is to put it all under one, guys, so that we have the majority. This is why you have to understand the tactics and the strategies. So you're trying to go backwards, actually, because if we let you and you on your own, that's not no growth. No, when we together, now we're taking the tactics that were used against us, and now we can see some growth. That's a fact. That's, that's, a, that's a very valid point, because what is white? What does that even mean? What does that, it's like people say, well, I'm not black because black is a color. Well, white's a color, too. Very few people are actually the color of white. That's almost impossible to do. How many people have you ever seen in life that's actually really, really white? It's like Anglo-Saxon, like from like the Caucasoid Mountains. That that's what like people from Eastern Europe are not white. People from Greece are not white. People, even Jewish people. What does that even mean? Jewish is a religion. That's like saying like Christian people as a race. There's there's black Jewish people. There's people that's Jewish that's Arab. There's white Jewish people. So it's like that's a that's a very good point that you make because even Arabs, what does that mean? Arab is a, is a language, and it's a region. It's a region of the world where people speak that language, but they have many different people from Yemen is completely different from people from Saudi Arabia, right? From the, right, but they're all categorized as Arab, right? So it's like white people never separate themselves. They all fall under the flag of being white. Because they understand that designation gives the majority rule power and privilege. Right? And they can appreciate their heritage still. They can have St. Patrick's Day and they can appreciate their Irish heritage. They can they can have, you know, Italy and they can appreciate their Italian heritage. They, should, they can have Polish, you know, situate, but they don't have a problem. We, I mean, the reality of it is we're Americans, right? So if, if your forefathers were born in America, right? Some of us are Native Americans, as my brother said, some of us are Moorish Americans, right? And then some of you just Americans, right? So if, if we were going by that particular designation, then that would be proper. And then if we were going by actual description, you would look at it and say, I'm brown, right? But we always talk, we, we call Mexican people brown and Latinos brown, like we ain't brown too. <laughs> <laughs> you rarely unless you go to 
you know, somewhere in Africa, you're not meeting too many of those blue blackish people, right? That it, it, it may be in like Sudan somewhere, right? But we are brown people, copper color. You feel me? <laughs> Mm -mm. He's, he's Indian, but he's very, very dark skinned. Like, yeah. Super black. I'm, not, I'm like, yeah, he's black. And yeah. Like, the Indians have black gods. They show blue black gods. That's what they worship. But they're like, nah, he's not black. He's Indian. Well, I'm like, well, you explain this to me because he's darker than I am. Right. Way darker than I am. So right. If you're calling me black, and I'm not even black, I'm brown, right? If you want to go by this color box situation. And he's actually Akon's complexion. Explain to me how he's not black. It just, just, it's, I, just, I just need an explanation because now you're not saying black is the color. You're saying black as a race of people that are from America, right? But then it's like, well, you can't just say that because then you have no problem calling African people black either. Right. But, if, but so if you're in Jamaica, it's how crazy it is. If you're in Jamaica and even better, if you're in Haiti and you look like me, then you're black. On the same island, which used to be called Hispaniol, um, on the other side of the island is Dominican Republic. The only difference is that people speak Spanish. Now, some people will say, well, I'm not black, um, Latino, or I'm not black, I'm Dominican. Well, what does that actually mean? You're just speaking a different language. Right. This, the second most uh black people outside of africa are in brazil that's, that's a fact because that's where a lot of slave ships went from africa to brazil they have the second largest black population outside of africa they speak portuguese are they not black because they speak a different language none of these languages are our languages anyway we would we wherever we were born that's the language that we were taught that's the dialect that we speak right so if, if i speak polish because i was born in poland does that make me not black? Does that make me oh. So it's an identity crisis. I don't want to harp on this situation for too long, but it's important because we do have an identity crisis and it goes back to white supremacy, where the closer that we can get to becoming white, the better that we feel about ourselves. Right. So, and it goes back to white Yeah, we get to it. All right, we back. Yeah, yeah, we getting back to it though. It's cool. I I think where it's gonna come up the biggest is when you're talking about reparations, right? So when you talk about reparations, like first of all, everybody here should do their genealogy. The importance of doing your genealogy just in a DNA test, you get to know who your family is, right? So by knowing who your family is, then you get to know the benefits if your family come to, under certain treaties, right? Like if you go look back in history during the Seminole Wars, what people considered 
you know, like what was the difference between what was the Native American and a black person, right? There was a lot of, you know, relations in between when you study history, right? These people were living together. These people were one at particular points in time, right? And then they have a children. Is that children Native American or is that children, that child black? The difference is the black child doesn't have designated rights under, you know, established treaties with the United States. So as they give, you know, uh, Native Americans money and give them protective status in this country and they have sovereignties towards certain lands, if you are not under that same designation and it's not traced back to your genealogy to see, you know, who your family structure is, then you can't claim any of those things. So if we talk about then looking at getting so-called reparations, the only way we'll be able to break it down is through genealogy study and research because that's where you would divide ethnicities to say, hey, you're not an African descendant of slaves, so you would not get cut a check. Unless, because what they're trying to do in California is saying that we're not even cutting a check for slavery, we're cutting a check for what happened after slavery, right? So therefore, if you are in America and you are a brown person and you have faced systematic racism, you would still, you know what I'm saying, get a check even if your family were immigrants in America. So even the conversation has a lot of nuance when you're talking about who would get checks for where their family was during slavery versus who would get a check for, you know, their family being in America after slavery for redlining and all of the other different predatory things that they put on our people in America. So the conversation is powerful, but I believe that a lot of people are not approaching it from a solution base. It's just well, I don't like what y'all saying. We're just kind of banging on each other versus creating solutions to say, well, this is the reason I want to set it up like this. So therefore, when we ask for things, we have a system set up in place that makes it easier for us to actually be able to receive what's ours. And I believe our generation will get reparations. I do believe that. You know what I'm saying? This is tailored and that's actually. Okay. With, with uh, uh, Congressman Jamal Bowman, uh, Benjamin Crump, it's, a few, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, collective of people, but we definitely have to continue the conversation about racial because support. Um, at the same time, moving forward, like, you know, you can do two things at one time. Some people was like, well, you shouldn't be talking about reparations, you should focus on economic empowerment. Um, I, I think that you can you can accomplish both simultaneously. I don't think that it's a one or the other situation. It's not like we just sitting at home doing nothing all day or just waiting for you know, a check to come in the mail. That's not that's not a that's not a realistic or productive manner to go about things. But you can still um, force for things that there's a precedent for it in the world and in America, and while still achieving your own economic empowerment, your own economic freedom. And um, also, I think that we have to um, just start thinking bigger too. Even you know the race, the whole issue of race is. It bogs people down, and it, and it, and it, after a while, it just it just becomes a distraction. Because I feel like um, there's so much opportunity globally, domestically, everything. So it's like you're focused on just everything as far as this is the black point of view, this is the black issue, this is the black thing in America. Well, when you face oppression, you have two, you have three options when you face oppression. You can fight it wherever you face it. You can succumb to it and kneel to it, or you, or you can flee it. 
right? That's what refugees mm-hmm. do. So it's like, all right, you keep complaining about it, but nobody said that you have to stay in America. Nobody said that you have to, you know, especially now, you can leave America without leaving America digitally. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like there's opportunities out here all over the world. So, of course, there's always going to be roadblocks and barriers in our way. But um, ultimately, like I said, if you're not willing to really fight about it and really, you know, face the people that's really oppressing you, then either just stop complaining and submit and, and, and be a submissive person or flee. <laughs> the reality. I got a, I got a question for you. A little different subject. And um, all right. So I mean, let me let me phrase this question. Politically correct. I always say this. I'll start it off like this. I always say this. Um, if you see somebody standing next to me, I haven't sold out to them. They sold out to me, and I mean that in a good way. Like you know, historically, if a black man stand next to a white person and say he sold out. And the idea of it is, is that the person that you're standing next to is more powerful than you, right? When a person says it, right? That's what a a person must believe. And I remember saying that years ago, like years ago, maybe like six years ago, because I knew this journey requires diversification. It requires strategic alliances across the board because we live in a melting pot in America and you have to be able to work together with different people of different backgrounds and some who have different stances, right? Especially for the point of getting to the ultimate goal, right? Like there's no straight lines when you're going to success, right? There's relate, especially when you're doing something big, people at the bottom never have to understand you, right? And I think that's what people have to understand. Like perspective, you know, is key, but perception right can be false because a person can perceive one thing to be something and they can be completely wrong right but perspective you understand me gives you a viewpoint that gives you an opportunity for the correct understanding so anyway i said that to say this we work with a lot of different people you work with a lot of different people you understand me and (laughs) how is it to where as you go around the world and you work with different people that you have on the show, um, you may build with, you may have an invest fest, you know, what is the strategy or do you feel like you have to take on the reputational status of people when you work with them? Or, you know, you can work with anybody regardless of, you know, what their background may be because it's beneficial in the way that you're working with them, if you understand my question. Working with somebody, uh, a we don't work with everybody. So you know we work with people that are aligned with how we feel. Um, but ultimately, diplomat. So we able to move in different environments. Um, the other day we was at Joe Button podcast, crazy type of environment. We went straight to Joe Button podcast for Bloomberg, different type of environment, right? We feel comfortable in both spaces, and we're not compromising who we are for either space. Mm. Um, Oh, I feel like that's important for us. We've been able to, to navigate different rooms. Like we, we can be on Matt Hoffa's show, or we could be, uh, you know, with the CEO of Chick-fil-A, right? Having a conversation. It's not about changing who you are. It's not about, you know, 
um, dial it down to somebody, but it's about navigating the room. It's about being an intelligent person. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we're thinking big, we're thinking global. A lot of times people just think, like, too small. Like, oh, I'm keeping it real. I'm only going to stay around these type of people. I'm only going to be in a barbershop. I'm only going to smoke. That's only that's as far as you're going to go with the barbershop. If that's what you're going to do, like, we wasn't, we wouldn't be able to be where we're at right now with that mindset. Our mindset has always been open to the world. We're open to the world. Whoever's willing and, and open to do business with us and communicate with us, we're going to do business and communicate with them. As long as it's a line, as long as they're good people, and as long as there's no issue. And that could be anywhere. That could be somebody in Africa. That could be somebody in UAE. That's somebody in Utah. That could be a white person. That could be a black person. That could be somebody from Ireland. Like, you know, we don't, we're not on it like that. So I feel like that's something, once again, that comes from an inferiority complex that we place on ourselves where we don't feel comfortable standing next to somebody. We feel like they're, they're so much over us. So when you see somebody standing next to them, it's like, oh, they, they Illuminati. Illuminati, that's the only way. Checkered floors. Now you start looking at the videos. Like 19 Keys got a he got a chessboard. <laughs> yeah, I saw a chessboard. <clears throat> I saw the floors. These dudes be doing six hours of research and can't and won't even be there for their son's basketball game. They missed their son's basketball game because they're trying to figure out the stars in the, in the crescent on his crown. And I saw the blue and the blue and it there. And it was, a, it was 444 and 379. Anybody, the kid, the kid done failed three math classes. You ain't took his homework in three weeks. You ain't took his homework in three weeks. And you got enough time to be on the internet to know. You know to be completely wrong at that. <laughs> you know, they, was, they, they, had, they had coffee in downtown, and this is the, this is the spot that Steve Jobs Oh, man. If you wasn't in an Illuminati meeting, you would have been I don't Like, who? This is the crazy thing about it. How did everybody become an expert in Illuminati? Were you there? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's like a person that took Adderall and they start overly focusing, and they they I mean they spend all night. They they got a whole thesis. They turn it into the teacher, and everything is wrong. <laughs> it's amazing how how detailed a person can be, and still be wrong. That that be my. Like I'd be bewildered by how you can do that because I don't have the type of brain that can spend that much time on something and be wrong. Like if I spend that much time, my shit is great, it's genius. But it's people that can spend hours and hours and hours only to come up with the wrong conclusion because you gotta, it's confirmation bias. When we're creating negatives to look for what we already thought, we're not taking pieces and putting it together. Mm. How does that help you? You figured it out. You got me. You got me. But you're still broke. Like that's, that's the part that I don't understand. Like you, you trying to figure something out, right? Let's say you're right. You're still screwed. So instead of spending that much energy 
on something that has no real life value in your life because it's not going to change your life. If Jay-Z is in a secret dungeon somewhere in in Iceland, I don't that doesn't if I find that out, right. I, still, I still have to pay my uh, my cell phone bill. I can't I can't use that information to get my son I think it absolves people of actually doing something in real life by believing that the like we believe that black success is orchestrated, right? We believe that if I see something brilliant that young, you know, men out here are doing that come from the hood or come from the culture and they do something that I can't do, they make it to places that I haven't, they build themselves up. It has to be orchestrated by the establishment versus they use their mind right because how can we believe we that brilliant how can how you can't talk we kings we gods we royalty this that and the third and you don't believe in the simplest form right that a young man can build himself up to be successful that to me is where it's a scam because you're reinforcing this inferiority complex that we don't have the power to build ourselves up and the only way it can be done is by the hand of the devil so for me, those are people who only believe in the devil. They don't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? Because when they see success, they attribute that to the devil's help rather than God's. Not even, they ain't got to see you ever do nothing bad. They still say, well, it's no way that he's done something that I can't do. He had to be the devil. You know what I'm saying? So how come you are the correct disciple, yet God is not placing the blessings upon you, Right. But then you say this person must be helped by the devil. Was you waiting for the devil to help you too? And you don't believe your God actually works? Like me, everything, we do God body energy over here. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, people don't know that they revealing their own weaknesses and their mindset when I listen to them. You know what I'm saying? This is all God energy, everything that I do been 100% my whole life. That's what I've been built off that foundation. And I'm a type of person, and I know y'all, I, I see your family. You know what I'm saying? I see the history. Like, these are, we're, we're witnessing geniuses. Let me just say it like that because you know how hard it is to do this work and we're witnessing hard work every single day, right? And you discount all of that genius, all that strategizing, all that working, all that figuring it out, all that studying, all that learning, all that experience, everything and be like, nope, the devil must have gave them what they got. See, that's why you ain't getting nowhere. Because you ain't doing none of the process and you look at the results. Like what, what you think is happening behind the scenes? You know what I'm saying? It's work every single day. When you see a person jumping from one state to another, they got to hop on a plane, they got to get dressed, they got to make calls, they got to go through checkout, they got to do a bunch of different stuff. When you see them booking something, they throw in the event, there's a lot of work behind the scenes. When you see them working with people, they had to hire people. They had to get the payroll together. They had to get together the expenses. They had to come up with marketing plans and sales and all this stuff. Like this is work behind the scenes. This is massive organizations in action. You're supposed to be inspired. You know what I'm saying? But instead, nah, they gotta be Illuminati. So what, what, come on, man. Like we gotta really think about what we be saying when we do stuff. It ain't. Like black success don't mean martyrism and death. Like we can actually live life and grow and build and create our own gates and keep those gates so that we don't destroy what we're building. And in time and it's due, and if you're the correct person to build with, it'll your time will come. Do you 
trained to only highest level tour and put allegiance to dead to dead generals. We have no problem wearing a Malcolm X shirt, Martin Luther King, talking about Mansa Musa. Like, but when you see things that's happening in real time, you, you can't understand it. Mm. You got you. These people go on social media and talk about oh, Mansa Musa is the richest person of all time, and da 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 da. So if you if you if you want to celebrate that, you can't be in that. Well, when something is happening in real time that is completely almost impossible to accomplish, not for our community, for any community. That's why we went on Bloomberg to do like, yo, y'all been able to get Robert Smith, Don Peebles, Mark Cuban, Shaq, like, y'all got 14, like, this is Bloomberg. Bro, if, if, let's just say this, if that was a white boy, they'd be calling him a genius. This nigga's the greatest strategic networker on the planet. How come y'all don't get that saying? How can we don't just attribute that to these niggas is smart? It's because we've normalized, we've normalized greatness. That's the English part about this. Like, we put a flyer on Sign Invest Fest. We got, there's, there's 10 black billionaires in America. We got two of them. And the richest black person in American history. And the third black person in the world. Let alone everybody else, right? And then some people was like, well... Can you add Kevin on stage? Like, don't just go, don't say it's like, can you add, if you can add this person, then you grow. We put three billionaires on a lineup, and you want me to go out and get another person? Right. <laughs> three. When have you ever in history ever seen something like that? When have you ever in history seen the richest black person in American history, part of 20,000 people in the country? A couple of hundred dollars. When have you ever seen that? Not for our community, for any community. When have you ever? When have that ever been available and have access for for anybody at the lowest price point that you could possibly think of? And it's like, does the ticket come with free parking? <laughs> we spoiled, man. We are spoiled people. Like, so you know, highest level tour. We in your city. Make sure you get your tickets um grateful plug but it's like we 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 still we are still a liability over assets culture we're not an assets over liability culture yet right and so that's the fight right that's why it's the campaign right we say the highest level because we're trying to get people out of low level thinking right so when you hear these campaigns and these slogans that we have we're fighting against the very narratives that people are using to make the decision making Right. So when we're liabilities over assets, we don't mind spending money, time and energy right on things that are liabilities. But when it comes to assets, wait a minute, wait a minute, man. I got to wait. I got to think about this for a second. You know what I'm saying? Like you tell a person, get you some Nike shoes. You wear these shoes. You know what I'm saying? You know what they for. You gonna look fly for a second versus buy you some nike stock wait i don't know about that stock stuff that stock stuff is scam i don't know about i don't even know if i got the money like that it's liabilities over assets right so the reversal is once it become assets over liabilities you say it's called invest fest you telling me you got the top one percent in the world in there i'm there what else do i have to do right like what what wait a minute high level conversations y'all bringing some of the smartest people in the world the most high level people to my city I'm there. I'm not I'm not thinking. I'm not blinking because these things have not existed in the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years.
So when they happen, be in the room, show up. That's a representation that stop fucking just sitting behind the screen hoping for things to change. You got to be in those environments to make that change. billionaires and crazy world leaders all of that right I, I went there and we was there off the strip shot to my man Drake pulled the Drake that was some yeah. Illuminati stuff though bro no no a bit like that right people paying fifty thousand dollars twenty thousand dollars like ten thousand dollars to go that's the, the entry right but 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 bro, think about how y'all got there. This is what people don't be appreciating. And you got there because of respect. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who respected y'all was like, bro, I need to shake things up over here, right? And I respect y'all platform, y'all movement, and what y'all doing, right? And so, what normally has never happened in the history of our culture, when individuals like us do things. Now you got some of us that's in the room saying that I have to respect that. I can't just watch it. I have to help it. Right. And this is what this is where you are that's in these organizations and these corporations in these places. You all are in position to assist and help. And you watch it and you be like, damn, I need to figure out how I can help EYL and I can help high, high level conversations. And it's individuals like you that they call the Illuminati. Right. Because. What they're saying is when we get in position and we help each other, that's not supposed to happen. That's the devil. No, that's God. That's us finally doing things the right way. So when I see you right over there, I'm like, okay, that's our people working together. That's what they call unity that we've been wanting to see. So how you go demonize our solutions? Well, here's, here's another thing about that because people are like, yo, you go into Davos, Switzerland, um, that's, that's, a little, that's where they like me. That's where all of the world leaders come for devil worship and all that. Pretty much saying that that's the, the evil environment. Why are you in an evil environment? So this this the interesting thing about it, right? Mm. That's the evil environment. We should stay away from that. We in evil environments every single day. You in the projects with people that shooting at each other, gang violence, fucking passing out on heroin. Like we come from the worst economic environments ever known to man history. From all over the globe, and we we made we Hype Williams made the projects look like Las Vegas in the, in the music video. He would be in Queensbridge projects and make that look so appealing yeah. that out of town, out of town, is want to come to Crenshaw and Slauson, and 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 that turned into a destination. You you living in hell, you living in hell, and you've normalized that. That's a comfortable situation. That's home. That's home. The hood, the hood has become such a, a sense of pride. The hood has become such a sense of pride that we we love dysfunction. We love the the, the the rolling dice on the corner. We love the liquor store. We love the smoke shop. We love the it's exciting to see a shootout. We love to rap about that. But you criticizing me for going to Switzerland. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> but just make it make sense though, because when a rapper a rapper is rapping about they glorifying the hood or down the hood, I'm blowing your brains out. The gang wars, da 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 da, like this drill music. If you cross the street one block over, that's my ops. That's hell. Like you living it. Like it's like Ray Cross said that. What do you believe in heaven and hell? You can't say you believe in heaven because you're living in hell. 
you've normalized that. Not only have you normalized that, you celebrated it, and you turned that into a into a destination. Like mm. people go mm. in front of Marcy Projects and take a picture. Like this is Jay Z's home. And now, That's a fact. when we like, oh, you crossed the you crossed the line this time. That's a fact. You did too much. You did too much. But that's that's called a global campaign. You know what I'm saying? When you go to war, you got to go into enemy's territory. You know what I'm saying? So like this is how you take over. So a lot of people don't think from a strategy standpoint, right? And so people are people are not like mo most people will never be generals. They they at best they soldiers. You know what I'm saying? And some people are not even soldiers. They might just be the cook. They might be the tech guy, right? In an army, there's many different positions, but the soldier never has to understand the general he just got to follow orders and i've learned and understood that throughout my life that i might not understand the perspectives the moves that people that are so-called higher up than me are making because i'm not in that position right i can only understand it from my viewpoint my worldview, and my perspective so i might say i don't like what you're doing but i don't even see what you see if you hire up you can see the whole board the chess piece you understand me don't know what the move is they just got to move but the person playing now nah, i need you to move right here because i can see the board and what's going to be the best strategy for us so if you playing chess you're the general that moves the pieces right but the pieces don't get a say so on where they go right and so the average population and we just being honest you are soldiers right now you can be a general in your situation but i'm talking about from a global position and standpoint and so the goal is how do you know what like like in, in the soldier mindset they relinquish their individuality right which is why you cut the hair off bald you're not so focused on your own internal ego and narcissism you're saying that no tell me what to do so i can be best suited right for the collective right and so it's like hmm i ain't understand that order at all but i ain't need to Right, because what I need to do is to be the best in my position. And what you all have to do is figure out how you can be the best in your position. Right. So, like if you're working in corporations, if you're working in these places, my challenge to you all is reach out and figure out how you can support. You may see things that we don't see because you may have vantage points and skill sets that we don't have. Right. So if you see things not working the best way, help us create a way to make it even better because we can only do it from our experience our our vantage point what our team skills have in there what we've mastered and the maturity of growth that we've made it to so that's my challenge to the culture it's saying that all right and i'm talking about people with you know not people with just dreams because a lot of, i'm talking i ain't talking about just them emails you telling me hey i got this idea for this thing no i'm talking about you actually being in position and, and you can press the button and everything goes you know what i'm saying like people always wait to see you to be like yo i've been wanting to do this thing like no just reach out like we got technology we got phones we ain't got to send we ain't got to wait to see each other in person don't get me wrong in-person experiences are great especially for networking because you feel that energy but reach out beforehand so we can actually start building and make this thing grow exponentially i don't want it to be dependent on rashad and 19 keys i want everybody to take this and assume ownership of this movement that's why you show it to the highest level tour. That's why you show it to InvestFest. That's assuming ownership and saying that the only way for this to be successful is not if Rashad and Troy show up, it's not a 19 key show up, it's if y'all show up. That's the only way this works. 
There's no, you're not getting in no rooms unless people look at it and be like, I'm not going to keep watching this. I'm going to help this because they're doing the right thing. Right? Like, that's the goal of this movement. We're, 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 we're changing the culture. It is assets over liabilities. It's the highest level, right? It's high level conversations. It's not low level actions, thoughts, energy, emotions, feelings, dead, all that. And anybody you see on that, ignore them, unfollow them, tell them to step their game up and their energy up. Tell them to add to the movement instead of trying to subtract. Tell them, stop asking what the movement can do for you or what you can do for the movement. And that's a fact. You know, the last thing, one of the last points that I want to make about this is that, um, you know, it, once again, it's important to, I don't want to like feel like I'm like, you know, berating people, but it's important to have these conversations because sometimes when you, you don't realize the, the error that you're in until somebody actually points it out. It's like, you know, it's like dealing with your, your brother, like your, your, your brother might have said something that was incorrect and you got to like, you know, it's, it's discipline. Discipline is not necessarily a bad word. We all need discipline. It's a great we word. We have no, we, we have no, no way. And we just, we just, you know, walk in a path with, with no direction. So it's like, even um, the Diddy thing is, is a good example. I want to talk about that for a minute. Mm. So, you know, a lot of people are obviously excited. It's like it's getting a billionaire. Getting, but, you know, it's a lot of people I realize that really don't like this behavior actually. Some people are like, yo, he does terrible business. He's a terrible businessman. Da 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 da. Um, he screwed okay. people over so many different times. My thing is this Have you ever done business with him? That's the crazy thing about it. Like, you, 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 you're, giving me, you're giving me a lecture about he's a bad business person. We we've done business with them, and it's been good business. As, is there a possibility that he's done bad business with other people? Of course, but there's a possibility that you've done bad business with other people. There's a, there's a possibility that you screw somebody over in your life. You working for your boss? Your boss probably screwed over ten thousand people in in the course of time. We hold people to different standards. When I see revolt, I see black people. I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. This is the inner workings of what I've seen. I know a lot of other black CEOs and black moguls who don't have that. Their employees are 90% white. I see young black people. That's cool that we rock with. You know them. I know them. These are the people that I know. So I'm not here to vouch for somebody's character because nobody's an angel. Nobody's good or nobody's bad, right? It's, it's all perception. Somebody, somebody might tell you I'm the best person in the world. And somebody else might tell you, like, yo, he's an asshole. They're both right. Because mm. it just depends on it depends on the circumstances, it depends on the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? But just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean that you can't learn from them. Mm. That's another emotional. Just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you can't do business with them. Like, these are the things that our community can't figure out. You don't think that Russia and China, you think that they, they can't even speak the same language. They don't even speak the same language. They don't you think that they like everything that, that goes on with each other? Right. No. But they realize that it's beneficial for them to have a strategic alliance and they're working together. Right. That's, that's what people do all around the world. I don't have to be best friends with you to learn from you. You went to the public school system your whole entire life. You didn't like your teacher. Your teacher probably broke down you. You probably was a racist. You learned from them. And you got a miseducation that didn't even help you anything. So now this is somebody that actually looks like you, that's from your community, that actually, he doesn't have to do it. He's not charging us to do it. He's going to provide mm. information. Even if it's one line, 
he's a billion, there's only 10 of them in America. It's a unicorn, it's almost impossible. And you try and debate me about Mace's contract in 96. <laughs> I will say this. I have no personal knowledge of uh, specifically Diddy's business deals or inner workings um, to the to the negative. Um, and I will say this because when we look at revolt, revolt actually has been very necessary and instrumental, right? And so it's like the idea of council culture is wrong because you don't allow people to do good after you think that they've done wrong, right? And there was very pivotal points on revolt that keeps my respect high over there. And was when number one, they had the Honorable Minister Farrakhan on at a time when no other media outlet would, and at a time where they essentially got in trouble for doing it, right? They have you all on, they gave you a show. They've had me on almost all of the shows that's on revolt and personally reached out the CEO, the Tavio, and Diddy and said that we want to amplify the voice specifically because we see you doing good things in the courtroom. And that's the conversation, right? Not only that, we want to pay you. That's the conversation. So it's like if people would have gotten their way, right, in counseling who you believe should be counseled, you don't allow them to do the good that they can do after the moments that you believe that they shouldn't be around for. Right. And so now we don't get assets over liabilities on revolt. We don't get the, the 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 drink champs episode and all of the other different things that have come from it in the moments and history that reverberates from it. And so, you know, I think it's necessary, actually, you know, and when you have inner workings of what happens behind the scenes, it changes your position on different things. Right. Like I said, I have no inner workings of of knowing any of the, the, the history and all of that. That ain't what I'm even getting at. But what I am getting on is strategy and how we can continue to use each other in a way to where we can be beneficial. Right. For this next leg of our progress on this journey. You know what I'm saying? And so I would love to see and I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, you know, Diddy handles the stage at Revolt and the things that he talks about. Right. I want to see what that conversation, you know, becomes. Um, but I want to give kudos to you all because, you know, it's not easy, like you said, of generating these conversations, of creating these type of stages, of creating these kind of panels. Right. We're we're allowing the culture the opportunity to grow at a vast rate. Right. And to experience these particular things. Right. A man has to stand up for himself. That's not my job. But my job is, you know, as I look back, help us to think through these things and figure out what's the best way to get things done, right? We may think that the best thing is, let me choose this young brother that's a social activist on the street. And that may be good for your spirit and how you felt was the best thing to do, but it may not be the most progressive thing in order to get the movement to where it needs to be because you can't go to war without money. Right. And so you don't want to have a room full of talking points, but no action. Right. You don't want to have a room full of talking points, but no funds. Right. That stagnates the movement. So you have to have, quote unquote, the money involved. You have to have the power involved. You have to have the networks involved. Right. You have to have the movers and the shakers of culture involved 
because we see when we want to green light ignorance, it's green lighted fast. And what we're trying to do is get, you know, the, 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 the positive actions in our communities and solutions green lighted. How do you think that happens? Right? Presidents, politicians, leaders, they connect with people all across the planet Earth to help get their ideas funded. They create alliances across the planet Earth to get these things going. That's what a good general does, right? So take a step back and ask yourself the question, why are these brothers making this move? How is this beneficial? What's the strategy here? Then you start thinking like this. But if you're just reacting from an emotional standpoint, you would never understand. And you will be in your silo of feelings while we working and creating actions. That is a fact. My brother, I got a brand name. The highest level. Yes, sir. Um, you know, so May 4th, I want to need everybody to pull up for my born day celebration. You know, it's tourist, it's tourist season, first of all. You know what that means. <laughs> it's heavy. Um, legendary performances is about to happen in New York, the Apollo Theater, famous Apollo Theater. I was looking at my phone, I took a picture there back in, oh, I screenshotted a picture of the Apollo back in 2018. Um, I, I then I went there. That was before I was ever, I think, in New York. And then I went and took a picture of it in 2021. You know what I'm saying? And, and this is part of my journey of visualization and manifesting things to come true. And now, you know, I get to actually be on that stage and create history, right? You all was on that stage in 2021. And there's a lot of legacy, there's a lot of energy. And, you know, being in this transformational room around high level people and getting this mind bending experience, not only for New York, but of course, we got Chicago, we got Cleveland, we got St. Louis, we got all of Texas, Dallas, Austin, Houston, San Antonio, we got New Orleans, we got Philly, we got Detroit, Baltimore, Boston, and Cleveland. And we're working on LA. Um, and we're working on some international dates as well. Um, but, you know, this uh, this the people's tour. This is for y'all. This is for us. This is, you know, the thing that we've been able to do, like when we went out to London. But I really loved about that experience when I thought about it after it was over. We created, we created something new, right? We got like theaters. We got plays. We got concerts. We got clubs and lounges. So when you think about, you know, how can I invest my time? Like most of the time, we don't have stuff we can invest in our time. We have things we can spend our time in, right? That money goes out and they don't give us no return. But creating this asset culture of experiences to where it's like, instead of that concert, you know, where I just go listen to music, get high, and I leave. No, we get to actually go have a transformational experience, learn something, and catch a vibe, and network, and build, and get some some life changing and 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 mind changing game, and then go home. And when you go home, you're taking those experiences and that knowledge and that information and those contacts, right? And now you can say, "Yo, I really invested my time tonight." Like the culture is changing. You can be happy to like, I'm happy, I'm alive to see this because this was different, right? And so for me, that's a representation of us creating a new culture. Right. And giving people new experiences and new opportunities. So I'm excited to, you know, be a leader in this movement. And, um, you know, this is my first tour. So show up and show out. It'll be beautiful. If, if, if you're single, 
come to the tour because there's going to be a lot of high-level women there, fellas. They already told me they showing up in droves. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of high-level men there, ladies. They smart and they got money. And we're going to give them some game. You feel me? So, you know, and you can show up with your family as well. So I'm just letting you know that. But tickets link in my bio. Go to 19keys.com. City, man, show up. Uh, the Apollo Theater this Saturday, right? Yes, sir. Right. May 4th. First stop on the tour. Um, you know, congratulations to you. That's that's big. Apollo, thank Apollo. you, brother. That's something that you know, all the, all the legends get the, the Apollo, yeah. So. All the VIP is sold out. There's only uh, on the top balconies that are still available, so you know, but that that bottom floor, you, you got to be fast for that one. <laughs> I wish I could say it. I'm not gonna lie. I wish I could say it, but I can't. Oh, it's gonna be legendary. Congratulations on that. Definitely. If you can make the high level conversation tour, make it a city near you. He's hitting almost every city in America. So a city near you. Kudos to you. You know, congratulations to everything. High level conversation. Thank you. Thank Make you. sure you watch it. New episode out right now. Ooh, fire. The one I was watching it yesterday. Yeah. Conversation about meditation and, you know, how the brain works and different things like that. Very interesting conversation. So congratulations to Thank you, you brother. Thank you. Congratulations to us, man. The EYL Network is number one in the culture. Number one in the culture. I dare you say somebody else. I dare you. I dare I dare you. Call all the network presidents. Call anybody. This is number one. That's a fact, man. So, Keys, I appreciate you, brother. And Keys, we'll be back at Vest Fest for sure. So, Woo! I got something special for Vest Fest. Don't even worry. I appreciate that, man. So, Parky Monday, you back tomorrow tonight. Love is love. Love is love. Peace, peace. 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 Make sure y'all go to 19keys.com, get your tickets, get your tickets, pull up. I will see you all there on tour. Peace to the family.